podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we start this week's episode, we would love it if you followed us on Twitter. Um, I don't know why we always say that. We don't care about that one as much. What we really care about is if you were to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Uh, but while you're there, you might as well follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. And tell your friends about our show. And with that, this week we are kicking off our rewind of the eight episodes of the, uh, I guess, miniseries, because it never got yep. an, another season. Just canceled TV show. All right. <laughs> the Inhumans. <laughs> uh, episode one, titled Behold, The Inhumans, which originally premiered uh, in IMAX on September 1st, and then on TV uh, later that month, September 29th, 2017. And as always, here's a rundown of the episode. During a mission on the island of Oahu to find a newly transformed inhuman, Triton is attacked by a strike team and gets shot and falls off a cliff. In Adelan, the secret city of the Inhumans on the moon, Black Bolt, Medusa, and members of the Inhuman royal family learned that a recently destroyed uh, Earth rover might reveal their society to the humans before attending a Terragenesis ceremony for two young Inhumans, where they are exposed to Terrigen mists to reveal their powers. Later, Black Bolt's brother, Maximus, alerts the other members of the royal family to Triton's mission. Upset to hear Triton might be dead, Gorgon heads to Earth to find him. Maximus begins a coup on Adelan, including having the same strike team uh, that attempted to kill Triton uh, attempt to kill Gordon. Gorgon, not Gordon. Different in him. Karnak <laughs> learns that Maximus is doing what Maximus is doing and begins to warn Medusa and her sister Crystal. Maximus attacks and shaves Medusa's head to suspend her powers. Crystal has her dog, Lockjaw, send Karnak to Earth for safety, and then does the same with Medusa and Black Bolt. So there seems to be a coup happening. Mm hmm. You just wanted to say coop. I did. I realized I didn't work it into my um, intro or into my rundown. <laughs> All right. So before we get out. What were your feelings going into this show? <laughs> I know we've we've been like kind of dreading it on the air for many years now. <laughs> you mean going into the the rewind of the show? Yes, yes. Um, you know, I, I think we both kind of said something similar um, within this past year that I, I don't remember hating the show. I remember being it being like, eh, it's not a great show. I understand why it didn't get more stuff. Mm -hmm. After it ended, um, I am curious to rewatch it just to see if maybe there's you know stuff that I missed or like or 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 not. I'm just curious, you know, morbid curiosity might be a better description. But uh, yeah, let's let's see how this goes. I mean, I remember we, you know we just finished the Defenders, mm -hmm. and parts of that I thought were a lot slower than they needed to be, but some parts I remember or re-remembered now actually being pretty good and enjoyable of the the series so maybe that'll happen this time yeah i'll, I'll let you know about my mindset both watching this and recording today 
Um, I have found a new, or he's actually quite a popular author, but he's my new favorite author, uh, Brandon Sanderson. I've been reading, like, in the past two months, I've read seven of his books, uh, which is, like, the fastest I've read any books since, like, Harry Potter as a kid. Um, I literally had to stop reading one of his books to watch Inhumans, and that was the <laughs> biggest downer <laughs> yesterday. Um, today, as we're recording this, um, I just had my first day in 18 months uh, teaching children in person and having a full day of school. Um, so I'm both emotionally exhausted and depressed, so I'm going to try to be super positive for Inhumans, because... <laughs> Otherwise, we don't know where this will go. <laughs> we don't want Tony depressed. No. <laughs> God, no. I didn't pour whiskey. All right. <laughs> um, let's start with our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. You don't work. It's too slow. I'm sorry. We all don't have super speed. Oh, this isn't about super speed. This is about your turtle speed. <laughs> You didn't see that coming? Al, did you bring any for us? I did bring one, uh, which, as usual, is probably one you had. So I'm going to steal it by talking now. Go ahead. Uh, this TV show was originally going to be a movie. Uh, I did a little bit of research into kind of the history of that and how mm -hmm. it went from being a planned movie within the MCU kind of downfalling to this one-off um, mini-series. Really, it's only eight episodes. Like, it's not even like a traditionally a full half season or full season of like 13 episodes that kind of thing um i mean even netflix usually gives shows more than eight episodes usually yeah. uh so originally the inhumans was announced to be a movie back in 2011 and again this was released in 2017 so six years go by and uh over time the movie just kept getting pushed back uh, eventually it was canceled, um, and into a TV show, but like, they just kept saying, oh yeah, yeah, it's going to be here, here. Uh, and when I first saw the like release plan for the Inhumans coming out, uh, it was the last movie in phase three. So it was the movie directly after what would, what we now know to be Avengers Endgame. So it would have been there instead of Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I had always assumed that, oh, it would be like kicking off new stuff like new storyline right kind of like a kickoff for C, um for phase four and that kind of stuff but uh uh you know the the little bit that i remember of the series of the season as a whole um i could see actually some of that and it, how it how it goes on and a little bit with how how it ends especially uh what the the series uh, the series finale at the end um one of the other things, I didn't quite write it down because I, I didn't get a lot of details on this. I don't know if it's rumors or not. Um, but uh, the the guy who was in charge of the uh, Marvel Entertainment, the, the TV shows at the time, mm -hmm. was it Ike Perlmutter? Ike Perlmutter. Tony, you know his name. Yeah. Okay, got it. So uh, because at the time when the Inhumans were announced and all that stuff, uh, he still had some stuff to do with the, the movies. And uh, he was actually the reason that they were that they were going to do Inhumans. He kept pushing for it. Uh, and then eventually, as things kind of, you know, progressed as they did, where Kevin Feige got the movies and Ike Perlmutter got the uh, the TV shows, I, I feel like that's kind of the, was the final nail in the coffin where Inhumans just sort of ended up this way. Uh, and I, I vaguely remember something years ago of you, Tony, telling me that 
this entire series was filmed in like three months or something like that. Something very quickly. Yeah, a very, very short amount of time. I think they were, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I did this research, but um, at the time they were trying to downplay the X-Men and upplay the the Inhumans um, because Fox had the Mm X-Men. And, 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 you know, the, the Inhumans were also kind of big in agents of shield right there there are oh, yeah. a couple of stories already with them so yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah they wanted to pump it out to i was this around the time the legion was coming out i wonder i actually not sure when uh, i don't know when it came out but i know it was i don't oh, know if it to. was like out at the same time but yeah, yeah. uh yeah in yeah. the in the general ballpark, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. they knew. Yeah. And then I know Gifted was also coming out around this time, which I I've only seen the premiere of Gifted, but I remember enjoying it. I should probably go back and watch it. But not for this show. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um while we're talking about behind the scenes, I did lo- notice while I was on AMDB, who show ran this show? A gentleman named Scott Buck. Do you know what else Scott Buck show ran out? Um, The Price is Right. Nope. Season one of Iron Fist. Oh. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yep. He was fired off season one. (laughs) It explains why a lot of the characters do feel kind of flat. Also, I notice Maximus, uh, who we'll get into later, um, Mm -hmm. keeps saying the exact same thing that we should move to Earth. That they should move to Earth. Repeating his, his evil plan repeatedly. Like a certain hero who would reveal all his secrets immediately after meeting somebody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I kept saying this back when we were doing Iron Fist, right? Season one of Iron Fist is like, specifically Danny Rand, the, you know, the character. And I forget the actor's name who plays him. Um. We but should really learn that sometime. Sometime we'll get around to it. So, uh, you know, like, I'm sure he is a really good actor, but the direction, like, and it's, and also the type of character that he was playing was definitely the the kind that we we generally don't like, right? He's very whiny, still kind of growing up type of a character. Um, and now that you've brought this up, maybe that's not exactly it. Maybe... Uh, Maybe that was just the direction he was given, and he didn't have a lot to work with. Um, yeah, I'm thinking I'll... so. Uh, his name was Finn Jones. Ah, all right. I remember him I being as as... good in um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, you know, I actually learned this recently, um, and I, I didn't look it up, um, mm-hmm. but I, I will get around to that at some point, I swear. But I'm going to say it uh, on air anyway. Um, so Finn Jones, um, back when they were doing uh, Iron Fist... He didn't want to like work out, um, like do a lot of like practice for for yeah. any, the martial arts scenes nearly as much. So that's why all the cool things went to Colleen. Yeah, um, I would actually think because I heard it on a podcast recently too. I would think we're doing talking about the same thing, but I heard it on a Patreon exclusive. So, oh, that's weird. I <laughs> saw it on Instagram. Oh. oh, maybe it just came out. Maybe that's why they they mentioned it. That makes but, sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um Yeah, so Scott Buck show ran this, so he also has not shown around anything else for Marvel. I checked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Has he 
I mean, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head. Has he show run anything else that's come out to be like really good? Uh, yes, actually, a couple things. Oh, um, okay. Well, he was a writer. Let's see if he show what he show ran. Okay. Oh, uh, he started off on Six Feet Under, which was is highly acclaimed, and then he was a co executive producer on season two of Rome. I've heard of that show. Like everyone who I know mm-hmm. that like saw it liked it. Uh I never looked into it at all. But okay. Um and then he wrote and uh co executive produced Dexter. But Iron Fist and Inhumans are the only things he show run by himself. Ah. Yeah. Hmm. So I think he's probably a much stronger writer and producer than he is a showrunner. Okay, maybe he just kind of experimented with uh, this other job, and yeah, he I mean, realized, or someone else realized, he shouldn't be doing that. Maybe that that could have been how this went. That, or he was like friends with uh, Ike Perlmutter or some other higher up in Marvel Television, and then uh, Marvel Television went away. <laughs> so <laughs> that's true. Okay, that makes sense. I was actually checking to see if he uh, showrunned Hellstrom, but he did not. <laughs> Because now, after we finish Inhumans, Hellstrom's our next boogeyman in the future. Uh, uh, For me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, um, let's get through these fast facts, because we spent like 10 minutes already on like two facts. Um, <laughs> the title, uh, be, uh, Behold the Inhumans, because we, as the audience, behold the Inhumans in this episode. Oh, okay. I mean, we, we've seen them before, so I don't know why they had to say Behold, but all, all right, okay. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. I mean, we're beholding the royal family, I guess. Um, the Most of the Inhumans uh, premiered in uh, Fantastic Four number 45 back in 1965. Uh, but, you know, usually I'll go through the cast and stuff like that. I'm going to do just a couple of them per episode, so we don't be bogged down in this first episode with... Uh, uh, cast and background. Okay. Um, I'll start with Medusa, who uh, was actually the first Inhuman we ever met, because she was uh, mind controlled and she was part of the um, Fantastic Four villains, the Frightful Four, back in issue thirty six. So nine issues before they see the other Inhumans. Oh. Um, the other uh, Frightful Four was uh, Flint Marco, Sandman. Wizard, who I remember fighting in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. And a hero named Trapster, formerly known as Pastepot Pete. Didn't look up anything else about him, just thought that would be interesting <laughs> enough. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she's also played by uh, Sorinda Swan, who uh, her nerd creds are she plays Zatanna in Smallville, which I didn't know Zatanna was in Smallville, I didn't get that far, but Zatanna's a character I like in DC Comics. And uh, she played Aphrodite in the first Percy Jackson movie, which were not great. <laughs> um, they were not. Yeah. The other uh, hero I'm going to talk about this time is, or main character is Black Bolt, uh, premiered in issue 45 of Fantastic Four, uh, played by Anson Mount, who is most famous in Nerd Circles. He's Christopher Pike in Star Trek Discovery, and he's about to get his own spinoff in Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And he's really good in that, and he can talk, which you wouldn't know from this episode. <laughs> or the series in general. Yeah. 
Um, and then we get uh, two references to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, they reference the fact that Terrigen has been released into their Earth's water supply. And in the background, we see uh, the same hieroglyphics that Coulson was writing. Um, though we know that's a map in 3D, so I don't know what the hieroglyphics are doing on the wall there. <laughs> Unless they are 3D maps as well. Yeah, that that could be it. I mean, it could be other kinds of symbols that that mean something, or you know what? It's just their art. Like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, some people have like art on the wall that is essentially a schematic of like a spaceship or something, right? Maybe that's that's what they're that's they're true. doing. I okay. mean, the, the, they're essentially designed by the Kree, right? I'm I I assume because I don't think they ever mentioned it, but I assume that their entire base, uh, Adelaide, was built by the Kree. Yeah. Well, let's. I put a little section about Adelan into our hero section. So let's move on to our <laughs> heroes. All right, that sounds good. It is one thing to question the official story, and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I so, never said so you're a superhero. Didn't? Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. A for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... My first note, well, it's actually Alan on the moon. <gasps> and my second note is, I hope they explain how they got their city up there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I vaguely remember them saying something, but I also could be making it up. Like in my mind, I, for some reason, I remember thinking that there was like a one-off sentence. So maybe they do, maybe they don't. I, I don't remember. Yeah. I've got a question about how they get supplies too, especially pre uh teleporting dog. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh did they just make everything out from out of moon rock? Because like my understanding of the moon is it's pretty much the same thing. It's cheese all the way down, right? Yeah, yeah, cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh I yeah, I don't know. Um I mean you can like one line any of that stuff, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they've had teleporters for a long time who've had that that ability. Um, so that that could have been a thing that happened. Um, you know, the we, we've gotten the explanation before uh, back in like season two of Agents of Shield uh, that every inhuman gets their powers, and it's kind of an evolutionary thing to like help the herd to help everyone yeah. in that sense. So. There's probably been stuff like that over time. Um, and, you know, maybe Cree technology helps in some way. That's true. Yeah, I guess when the Cree left, they might have left some of that stuff behind. Yeah, they they left like a replicator so they can make meals okay. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea if the Cree have that technology, but maybe. <laughs> I mean, if they've contacted, like, well, this is way pre-Federation, so... I guess, like, the Vulcans, they probably have replicators. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and, yeah, I also have problems with their caste system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it seems pretty... Uh, Terrible. I mean, bad, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> what were you saying? Sorry. No, I said terrible. Oh, okay, yeah, terrible. I like your word more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you've got the the royalty, the people at the top, 
Mm-hmm. You have some people in other places. We don't know anything about them. And then you have people who work the mines. The mines. Uh, yeah, especially if they don't have any powers. So you give like or the most normal powers. people. Oh yeah, or crappy powers. You're right. Uh, we do see that later on. Uh, powers that are better at going in the mines. So if you like, it's uh, they they can they can work out a better way to do that. Um, I'm sure they just yeah. don't want to because you know. Also, I'm real confused. Again, my knowledge of the moon not great. What are they mining uh-huh. for? Moon gold. Ah. Okay. <laughs> that's that's what powers the replicators so they can eat. Oh, makes a lot yeah. of sense now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I that, that's a good point. I mean, they don't explain it at all uh why they have the the mines. I I mean, they can't expand to the entire moon. Uh I don't know why they can't. Uh maybe they just don't have the technology for it, so they're really just limited in staying in that one yeah. city. I mean, if the Kree left them that technology, and then everything else they rely on just their random inhuman powers, they wouldn't have to develop technology. Or a lot of it, anyway. Yeah, I- exactly. So, yeah. they they mine for something. Fuel, maybe? I don't know. Uh, to power helium. Yeah, but I know there's yeah. helium on the moon. Because people, you oh. know, the helium shortage, people say we should just mine the moon. That's literally the only thing I know that's on the moon. And then, like the rovers we left. <laughs> I mean, ours. I mean, we we do use helium for a lot of stuff. That's that's good. Um, yeah. All right, we'll see what happens with that in thirty years, maybe. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess their caste system is really just designed to as a survival mechanism. That's kind of my first assumption. Yeah, I mean, it's better than just releasing them to the oxygenless part of the moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, if they they get like they grow too too far beyond the uh, the the borders, then you know they mm-hmm. can just go to Earth. They don't want to because they're scared of Earth, but that, that's an option. Yep, it's true. Well, Earth humans are like jerks because. Let's move on to the... I just want to talk about Triton, because he's only showed up from the beginning. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, what did this little girl do <laughs> that they want to kill her? Well, we find <laughs> out later. It's like a ploy by Maximus, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. She she probably just got out of Terra Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, really quickly, just because there are so many names... Triton is the inhuman that was on Earth trying to help her, right? Yes, the kind of greenish fishy guy. Yeah, okay. Um, if actually, if he were a D&D race, he would be a Triton, which is like blue and green fishy people that look like oh. him. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, his powers in the comics is like swimming powers, right? Like he can swim. Okay. Which, super useful on the moon, first of all. Second, <laughs> um, second. Why is he wearing a raincoat? Is he is fish guy afraid of getting wet? Well, you know, if you have to go like inside or something, and then you're wet, and then it's cold. Uh, it's Hawaii. Hawaii is a tropical area, so it gets humid. So, um, it's probably colder inside 
than outside because like however your body acclimates mm. i don't i don't really know how that works i just know that for some reason acs in the south where it's humid are like always really cold and i don't know why i'm sure there's a reason there is and i could tell you i don't know if we want to get into it on the podcast no i'll ask you later okay <laughs> well um yeah i'm also confused why the scent they have a lot of human passing in humans. <laughs> yeah. Why they send the guy who looks like fishy guy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, later in this episode, Black Bolt basically says that it was like a, like a stealth mission. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe that was part of it. Maybe they're like, hey, it's an island. Uh, there are a lot of like rivers and stuff on the island. So if something goes wrong, he can swim really fast. Yeah. Also, uh, there's a good chance they don't understand how islands work because again they're on the moon. <laughs> that's <laughs> so maybe true. They, they're assuming it's floating there, and like if he gets knocked off, probably pretty easy. They want someone who can swim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. I mean they they don't know much about Earth as far as I can tell. Like they see images of Earth, and I don't know. They they honestly could just be grabbing TV shows. We don't know. They, <laughs> Those could it's possible that the those videos aren't like yeah maybe like satellite they feeds. only know from like Gilligan's Island is the only island they know they were trapped because they couldn't swim off the island so we need a guy who wouldn't get trapped perfect okay yeah. all right canon okay yeah he can swim to the mainland uh or someone can go pick him up with a teleporter yeah a teleporting dog. All right. Um, anything else for Triton? Uh, no, no. I mean, he only got like a minute. Yeah. So, so uh, who do you want to jump to next? Um, I guess we can work our way down the the court. the The royal family is probably a good mm-hmm. idea. So start with uh, Black Bolt. Yeah, let's start at the top. We've got our king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed uh, when I was researching. Uh, people were complaining that Black Bolt uh, didn't use ASL, American Sign Language. Which, I understand, like, people want to see uh, stuff used by real people with disabilities. But also, why would he know American Sign Language? He would know Lunar Sign Language, which is what he uses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's one of the, the, the weird things w- within the MCU, right? Like, we see some races that speak different languages mm. only when it's convenient. Otherwise they'll usually speak English because it's convenient yeah. or the, the same language of the, the people. And then, uh, I mean, even here they speak English, the, the, the inhumans on the With moon, different accents, even though they're in the same family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I mean, so... I don't know. I have no idea what accent black bolt has. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's pretty rough. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of want to yeah. talk about <laughs> the best flashback scene ever, but <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. It's about Black Bolt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really quickly, I actually just assumed he was speak he was using ASL American Sign Language. Yeah. Um, because, like you know, as we see at the end of this episode, he ends up on Earth, and I feel like at some point he uses sign language to talk to someone. I don't remember. Uh, I, you know, we, we've both watched next week's episode already. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And he didn't really use sign language there. He was like pointing around. So maybe, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he goes the entire series without using American Sign Language. Yeah, I mean, I remember very few things about this um, series. In <laughs> fact, I, honestly, all my memories from this series, I think, came from these first two episodes. <laughs> I'm legitimately uh, trying to remember anything that happens after these first two episodes. I uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I remember, like, a few small tidbits, but, like, yeah. there are you eight episodes. You, remembered, you said you remembered something that happened in the finale. It's like, well, I have no idea how this show ends. <laughs> I... I do remember like the literally like the last scene, like the last couple of seconds. Um, okay. I remember the, the imagery of that uh, and the reason that leads to that. And then like two or three other small things. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, you want to talk about his childhood, about him getting his powers? I want to talk about Maximus. Are you, are you going to kill me with your voice just like you did your parents and we get a three second flashback of literally him in front of his parents saying why and then they just evaporate <laughs> tragic and hilarious mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like it's not dramatic or anything it's just like yep definitely happened that's one of those things that's like it's better to imagine than to see yeah exactly like you, you didn't need to film that if it's literally just showing a, what you can assume <laughs> yeah but it was hilarious <laughs> that's true it was <laughs> um yeah there's not a lot to say about black bolt uh at least in this yeah. episode i actually have more to say about him next episode yeah, I mean, as a, as an introductory episode, right? With mm-hmm. this many characters, they're they're all gonna have just such a small part. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, move on to Medusa. Oh, uh, you know, actually, one other thing I did want to mention about Black Bolt, just as a reminder, like his his type of rule is uh, to be cautious, to be careful, mm-hmm. uh, and and we definitely see that because he's sparring a lot with his brother Maximus, and so uh, Black Bolt. He he wants to be careful. He he does want to, as far as we can tell, protect his people. He doesn't want to go to Earth and like start a war or something. Um, so that's probably good, especially because you know the Inhumans, while they do have powers, they're limited in numbers, and I'm sure he knows that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all right, that's it. I'm good to move on. Yeah. Also, how aware are they about other people's with power? I mean, no, I know they know about Inhumans because that's what they care about. Mm-hmm. But, like, if they invaded, does Maximus wants to invade, as we hear 17 times in this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does he know about the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> they Did haven't gotten that see... TV show yet. Did he see the them fight off another alien invasion, like, a couple of years ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... He probably not, actually. <laughs> that was on the other side, the... Because uh, that that was during daylight, right? So the Inhumans were on the moon on the other side of, uh, of the Earth true. at the time. Mm-hmm. Also, I think they're in like geosynchronous orbit. This moon in the MCU geosynchronous orbit with <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I I I guess I don't that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. Maybe all we'll right, get Medusa? some more proof. Uh, yeah, yeah, Medusa. <laughs> all right. Uh, what do you think about her hair powers? Um, you know, 
useful, I guess. You know, yeah. everyone always wants an extra arm, so she has one or more than one arm, I guess, because mm-hmm. she only needs so many strands and she has a ton of hair. So that that's cool. Yeah, that's that's nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's, watching it this time, I was kind of creeped out by it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a better way to show off that power. Um, but uh, it's okay because we only get the one episode of the power. Yeah, because they they spent all the CGI budget on on the dog. Too <laughs> true. Yeah, I was like my note for that fight when she gets cornered. Like, I don't know if it's cool or really stupid, but it doesn't matter because it lasts for ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I feel like there was a much better way to do that fight too with the with the hair because like mm-hmm. like I said, I, you know we she can make multiple fists i guess with it and i haven't really read any uh inhumans comics so i don't know how she normally fights in in the comics um like how strong is her hair uh is like is it like the same strength of like a normal human arm like muscle wise or or not because hair is light like Mm -hmm. your human arm weighs way more than the amount of hair that she had on her head so she has a lot of hair Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah So. I mean, hair is pretty strong in the MCU. I think of that time in Avengers when Black Widow hits someone with her hair when she's strapped to the chair uh, in the first one. She hit them with her hair? Yeah, like I remember the scene she, you're talking about. She hits someone, she flips her hair and literally hits someone in the face with her hair. <laughs> oh, I probably have gone this entire time thinking she like headbutted the guy. <laughs> nope, definitely a hair hit. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, then, yeah, that's that's it. And maybe she is an inhuman. Maybe that's her inhuman power. And she's okay. just gotten really far without telling people. Yeah. I mean, all the way to her death. <laughs> I yeah. was thinking, shoot, should I spoil her death? Black Widow's not out yet. Oh, yeah, she died before that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a few years. <laughs> yeah. Actually, by this time this comes out, Black Widow will be out on Blu-ray. So we can't talk about it. But anyway... We're not going to, because there's nothing about Black Widow in this. Um, Medusa getting her hair shaved is, like, the only thing from the comics. Like, the the panel I can picture, I looked it up. Uh, apparently, it's a very famous panel of her getting her hair shaved in uh, Inhumans, Volume 2, Number 10, back in 1999. Uh, probably very traumatic for people who care deeply about her character and respect her powers. Um 30 minutes or 40 minutes into the first episode of her first appearance should not be the time she shaves her head or gets her head shaved. Yeah, exactly. There's like no time really to show off her as a character, especially when there's this many other characters. Like if if this was a scenario where she was like made character, maybe, but you gotta, you gotta work up to that. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, do we have anything else from Medusa you want to talk about? Uh, Medusa, no. I mean, she, she, she's the queen. Uh-huh. And at this point, I'm just listing facts. She, uh, yeah, she seems really in love with Black Bolt. That that's yeah. good. It's good to have a strong relationship. Uh-huh. That's it. That's all I've got. Yep. Right. <laughs> um, should we stay in the main royal family and go to the princess? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. All right. Um, I put the princess uh, Crystal is her name, and Lockjaw in the same grouping. 
Because they're pretty, they seem pretty close. <laughs> so, what's her power? I was unclear on that. <laughs> um, is we, it, we, sorry. Is it whole, uh, picking out Terra Genesis crystals? Because they have to wait for her in the ceremony. I wasn't sure about like why she had any part of that. I, I was yeah. a little confused. Maybe. Okay. So we actually do get more of a showing of her power mm-hmm. in episode two. Um, and she like shoots fire bolts or some kind of bolts of some sort. Yeah. I so... actually wrote that in episode two. My note is she has finger guns. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, maybe her power like, cuts the Terrigen crystal easier in a certain way. Maybe. Yeah, I just didn't know why they summoned her for the ceremony, but that would make sense. Yeah, I mean... mm -hmm. Or her power is that super weird hair dye thing she does with her (laughs) hair. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's it's difficult to get that kind of dye going, so yeah. Mm -hmm. That's her power. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um... Uh, you know, I mean, another possibility is uh, she's just a member of the royal family, so she gets a royal job, and that's just the royal job that she has. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so is Lockjaw a dog who got powers, or is this a terrible uh, inhuman power of a regular person, and they just treat Lockjaw like a dog? Oh god, I have no idea. I I didn't <laughs> consider that second one. Oh, that's that seems horrible and also way more possible. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, maybe the she got like a normal dog from Earth like as a gift or something cuz you know, princess. Mm-hmm. Um and then the dog got into the Terrigen and the dog just so happened to be inhuman. And this changed it? That's possible? I'm hoping that's it? I have no idea. I'm sure they explained this in the comics, and that's something we should have looked up. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking it up on Wikipedia as we speak. I just learned something amazing about Adelan. Oh, um, okay. That it was formerly an island formerly in the Atlantic o- Ocean, and eventually moved to the moon. Not going to click into the link to see what happens further. I think we should just go with that. Um, okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it says he's an inhuman bulldog. Okay, but don't don't have a real good definition of what that means. All right, I did actually find something on okay. a on a different site. Um, so uh, Lockjaw is basically the Inhumans themselves were experimenting on dogs on canines. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's kind of how they got him. Uh, his mother had been brought to Adelin as a puppy and experimented on by the Surgeon Supreme. She was impregnated by her own clone genetic material and gestated five puppies with purpose of performing teragenesis in the womb. So, all right. Um, I'm, and I'm there, liking the Inhumans less and less. FYI. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's just mean. God, yeah. All right. I mean, it, that, that makes sense given the storyline. Uh, you know, the stories grow over time. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure that there's a lot more characters, but it, it's interesting. Like that, I feel like that kind of story would not uh work well with the what we've been given of the inhumans like yeah 
like in the in the the show within the MCU. So maybe if we ever get more Inhuman stuff in the future, they just change how how Lockjaw showed up. That's true. We'll see. I highly doubt uh, they will be pulling anything from the show into. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I. I think we'll eventually get something. It'll be a few more years, at least, down the line. Maybe Phase 5. Uh, I, I, mean, I think I mean, something humans, will show yes, up. Yes, but not like <laughs> um, Anson Mountains um, and Serena Swan's Black Bolt and Medusa. Yeah, that'll nothing be they're not good actors. Yeah, nothing they're not <laughs> good actors. Because I know Anson Mount is a good actor. I liked him in Star Trek. Okay. But this isn't like a beloved show like Daredevil was. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we'll get like one or two characters who go off and do something. Uh, well, mm-hmm. we'll see. Maybe we'll, you know, that that's how we'll eventually get some of these characters in the MCU. I'm, I'm still, still mm-hmm. crossing my fingers for that. Yeah. I know we've talked about that a lot more recently, <laughs> but yeah. All right. Um, who do we want to go to next? Um, let's go with Karnak. All right. I like Karnak. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a super smart so, nihilist and advisor to the king. <laughs> yeah, he 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 definitely seems like a great person to be an advisor. <laughs> yeah. His his power really lends to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um I I forget exactly like how his powers are defined, but you know, I vaguely remember it basically being like he's just good at seeing the different probabilities and then mm-hmm. he acts on whatever he thinks will, will work off the best. Yeah, um did you ever see the second Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly cuz I only seen that once. Wasn't like the big fight scene at the end was like uh Sherlock and um Moriarty, Moriarty anti-Sherlock just like knowing what would happen if they both tried to fight. <laughs> um so first of all, spoilers for that movie. Oh uh <laughs> second of all yeah that was it it like it happened in in their minds and so then sherlock was like well the only way to win is to kill us both and then he like yeah pushed them them both off the, yeah, the cliff or whatever. Yeah. yeah so he's got that powers he stole his powers from iron man apparently or yeah. <laughs> robert downey jr <laughs> everyone steals their powers from robert downey jr that's um because they're yeah. all actors you're right <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's his power acting. Also, he played Chaplin in the movie Chaplin. He won an Oscar for that. Anyway, good for uh, him. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's also uh, Karnak, not um, Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. Is also a jerk, uh, telling like running down his relationship with that girl, uh, ending with him wanting to murder her. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's bad. On the bright side, he didn't it sounds it. like he doesn't have unhealthy relationships because he just avoids them. Well, yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he has relationships. <laughs> so here's actually another question: Does he genuinely live through all of that, like in his mind? Like, did 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 he in his mind actually have a relationship with this woman for what did he say, two days? And then I don't think so. Okay, I can work with that. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I think, just like, your mind would be so cluttered with possibilities, you wouldn't be able to do anything in the moment. 
But that's his inhuman power. No, I think his inhuman power is to be able to come to conclusions really quickly. Okay, that works. Well, we we actually do see him in this this first episode, like how he he comes yeah. to those conclusions. He he fought those three or four guards, right? And then yeah. we we see him fighting them, and then we find and then we see him get shot, and then we find out, oh, this was one of the scenarios in his mind. Um, and he was only like half, or he was already halfway through the fight when he like changed it or changed up, you know, the things that he was going to do. So he he seems to like go through a scenario or a couple of scenarios in his mind. That's true. Then I might be so, wrong. <laughs> so he probably, in his mind, went through a few scenarios with that woman. Mm-hmm. That's true. And all of them ended with him wanting to kill her after two and a half days. Or the best one. Yeah, maybe it's good he just isn't in any relationships if his <laughs> his thought goes to, I'm probably going to want to kill her. Yep. All right. In the comics, he was the only person, inhuman, or part of the royal family slash guard who didn't go through Terragenesis. He was just like super smart and a good martial artist. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, anything else for Karnak before we move on to Gorgon? Uh, no, I think that's it. I think we're good with him. Yep, Gorgon. Right. Gorgon. Uh, definitely my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. He's just funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's the head of the Royal Guard, and, um, he gets sent to Earth to find Crichton. Uh, at least mm-hmm. he wears pants and shoes. I thought, really, another non-passing person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, I'm so glad that he at least got that, like, ahead of time. Yeah. Um. So when we first see him or learn of him, it's when he's uh, destroying the the robot on on the moon mm-hmm. uh, that we see other people piloting, uh, and then like there's a like a couple of frames, two or three frames of his hoof hitting it. Um, can he breathe on the moon, like outside of Adelan? I, I don't know if we ever see anything about that, oh. but or does he just not need to breathe? Maybe it's, that's somehow part of his inhuman powers. I mean. I don't think this happened in this episode. No, it doesn't. So I'm not going to bring that up. Okay. But I am think maybe he's wearing a space suit from the waist up. <laughs> okay. All right. That would make sense. It is also very cold in space. So yeah. you would need that protection too. Okay. They have space suits. That's cool. Yeah, I assume, like, if you got to repair the dome, they have to have space suits. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. They have to be able to go out there. Yeah. Um, he also okay. has um, earthquake powers, which is cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, one of those one of those video game type of powers where you just smash the ground and, and it breaks mm-hmm. things within a radius. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I don't have much else for him. I think he has more stuff to do in the next episode. Yeah, exactly. So you know, again, one of those characters that doesn't get a lot of time here just because there's so much, so much introduction. Yeah. Um, are there any more heroes that we want to talk about? I can't think of any. Yeah, same. Just trying to think All about right. it, but uh, no, that was it. Yeah, this first episode really focused on the royal family. So, yeah. Let's move on. Cool. Let's take a quick break, pay some bills, then we'll jump back into the episode. 
Welcome to Baskin Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the Jerry. Tony, what is the one thing we never talk about on this show? Um, the political situation in the North Sudan. Good to know. I'm making a list. Anyway, the thing we need to talk about today is the moon. Earth's moon, to be exact. No one likes it. There's nothing up there. A ton of people have already been there. It's boring. The only city is the unknown invisible one. And there are no beaches. But the moon wants to change that. It wants to be a planet. That's right, a full-on planet. And how does it do that? How does a moon become a planet? It's just like how a bill becomes a law. And if you don't know how that works, you have some schoolhouse rock to watch. We don't have the time to explain it to you. So go to the Moon's Petition website right now and sign the pledge to make Earth's moon a full-on planet. And when you sign up, use promo code MCU Rewind to get a free set of Moon Centaur background images. <laughs> that sounds like a, a self-published um, book on Amazon that no one should read. <laughs> <laughs> moon Centaur background <laughs> images? Oh, moon just centaur. Moon Centaur? Oh, yeah, yeah that, that definitely uh, sounds like something like that. <laughs> and of course, now I just have to go to Amazon just to see what pops up when I search Moon Centaur. Oh, I'm and, uh, you know, not too much. Um, uh, okay, these are weird. Surprisingly, quite a handful of, uh, of books are on here. Um, second item that shot shows up, which doesn't have uh, Moon Centaur in the title, but... Uh, the book is called Joker Moon, written by George R.R. R. Martin. Oh, sorry, edited by. Oh, wait, what? Hold on. Yes, no, I know that series. Um, I actually have one of those books. I'm. If you can't hear me on the microphone, it's because I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. <laughs> it's a bunch of okay. short stories about uh, people who get superpowers in the 40s. Oh, okay. And Got like, it. He created the world and invites other authors to write it. They're all... Um, like based on Dexter cards, so like Joker would make sense with that. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, all right, gotcha. Anyway, that shows up when I search for Centaur Moon. So, closing that tab now because we can, I guess, move on. Yeah, I can barely see. I can't read the title. I have the first one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> villains, or I mean, I only had one villain here. Yeah, really, just the one. We got yeah. Maximus. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. I wish we knew what his goals were. I, yeah, I know. I mean, this is... If only he was clear about what he wants. Yes. No. He brings up that the Inhumans should go to Earth as often as Danny Rand says he's the Iron Fist. Which uh, is a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we should say he's the king's brother, so I guess that makes him a prince. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, At least for, he... for most of the episode. <laughs> Uh-huh, true. Uh, we do find out that he did go through Terragenesis and did not get any powers. So if he weren't royal, he'd be working in the mines. The mines. Every time we see the mines, I think Gimli and Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I literally sure watch oh, those movies. Yeah. Hmm? Also, I have this note. Forgot I wrote it. Uh, he, when he tries to like seduce Medusa, he reminds me of a worm tongue from Lord of the Rings. Super creepy. <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah it's um, been a long time since i watched those movies so i don't remember what you're referencing okay 
Uh, that's an <laughs> a, that's a annual thing for me and Elise is we watch it every New Year's Day. Is we watch oh, it, all three okay. of them. Ooh, wow! All right. Yeah, I mean we're hungover and we have a day off anyway. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So he uses his humanness. His, his in inhumanness um to like motivate the lower cast to help him put him on the throne which you know is a sound move um if he wasn't as creepy as ramsey bolton uh the character he plays in game of thrones uh he'd probably be quite sympathetic <laughs> oh yeah yeah exactly right i mean he's he's doing the the smart thing find the group of people who are essentially screwed over by society and remind them that, Hey, uh, it doesn't have to be this way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe it does. Honestly, we know nothing about their society. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's how you get a lot of people very quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know so little about society. We don't know how long they've been up there. They could have been there for like this last six and a half months. <laughs> Probably longer, that's true. but maybe, yeah. Uh, I think they've been there a long time. I feel like I remember them establishing that at some okay. episode of, of the the series. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they do say that uh, the Inhuman they're trying to find and the other Inhumans who are uh, coming out on Earth are descendants of the people they left behind when they came to the moon. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Also, they don't know anything about Earth so we'll talk about that next episode honestly okay yeah yeah there's a lot of that next episode yeah yeah Yeah. um let's see yeah he hired the hunters uh maximus hired the hunters that we saw earlier so he has connections on earth apparently yeah so that's interesting um yeah connections money i guess too to pay them because they're they're earthlings so they probably want to be paid um in moon gold <laughs> i was about to reference the same thing like i don't know if they have any moon gold to pay them uh or if the society even works off of some form of currency um yeah, yeah. no idea well i mean to be fair we only see like the royal family and slaves people who don't need money and people who don't get money uh, yeah, that's true. We we do see some like middle class type of people when Karnak is like running around because the the coup just oh, yeah. started, um, and that's it. Yeah, the coup, the coup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that coup happens really quickly. Yeah, I mean, I guess they don't have a lot of a lot of like military in their sense, right? Like it's it's small. Their society is is somewhat yeah. small. So you go after the the leaders, the mm-hmm. the royal family. Um, and then Gorgon is on Earth at the time, who leads the, the Kingsguard. The, yeah, the Kingsguard. Because um, I think Karnak even said that. Yeah, the the entirety of the Kingsguard is working for Maximus. Um, and uh, yeah, Gorgon isn't happy about that because he's he's the lead, um, which means that if they got the entire guard, uh, without it linking to him, man, he is. Uh, he's not great. Yeah, he's not a yeah, man. Exactly. Uh, he's not a man of the people. Yeah, hey, yeah. He. Did... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say he's no like uh, intelligence character, right? Like he he doesn't like run a spy agency or anything like that. He he's really just running 
like a military police force kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, do we see like when Black Bolt sends Gorgon to Earth? Do we see it being like Maximus's idea? Because that would have been great if it was set up like that, but I don't remember that happening. <laughs> um, I don't know, uh, but I I think it would be easy to believe that Maximus assumed that hey, if uh, Triton goes down, and then down there and then my guys kill him black bolt will find out and he'll have to send someone to investigate and it'll probably be the leader of the the guard so maybe he just assumed that that's how that would go down yeah maybe um the one thing that impressed me most about maximus is that he plans this and all this and karnak did not see it coming yeah i was actually thinking about that uh, after watching this episode like why did that happen and i kind of assumed that Karnak just got used to it, right? Like, you know, he he knows Maximus, he understands him, so he didn't like actively think of him like a threat or doing anything threatening like this. Um, Even with him and, um saying to Black Bolt that his weakness is his blindness towards Maximus. Yeah, may, maybe Karnak like has to like use use like he has to actively use this as a power. He didn't like like notice a thing. And then in the back of his mind, it was just thinking like maybe he has to like in that moment, that situation. Also, that's another thing. Um, maybe it only works in that heat of the moment type of situation, like right then and there. Not, oh, what could happen with Maximus later? Uh, yeah, but to, like he recounted his relationship with that woman two and a half days in the future. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh but he was actively thinking about it. I'm thinking maybe that's that's okay. part of it. So I'm just saying he never... as advisor to the king, you should probably be actively thinking about possible coups. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't. Nope. Because he trusted Maximus for some reason. Yep. Sucks for them. All right. Anything mm-hmm. else for Maximus? <laughs> uh, no, that, that's it. All right. Moving on to the guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people. With abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. I have three people. I don't know actually who you have on your list. Um, I didn't write down her name. Um, um her name's but Louise. The, the lady that works, huh? <laughs> Louise, the scientist on Earth? Yes, her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's it. She's a scientist on Earth, working for a team, doing something on the moon. I guess we don't really know what. Yep. She tri- she's a moon hoof denier. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we want a scientist who denies moon hooves uh, to be in charge of eighty million dollar rovers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she she was right. She was accurate. She said it looks like a hoof. Yeah, hoof. You're right. Hoof. Hoof. A hoof. Hoof. It looks, looks like, like a one. goat foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I looked it up. Uh, there have been no uh, active lunar rovers on the moon since the 70s. Hmm. Okay. So what they're doing roving up there, don't know. They want to check out how much helium is on the moon to uh, mine it? <laughs> hey, Al. 
Again, uh-huh. I know very little about the moon. Is that how the moon stays afloat? Is this full of helium? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know how those things work. Okay. Uh, I mean, I just assumed it's the cheese, but maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe it really is the helium. Yeah. I mean, cheese does make people gassy, and gas floats. So. That's true. Okay. Anything about I'll scientist take... Luis? <laughs> no, no that, that's it. Like, we, we see her. Uh, pretty sure she becomes a, a bigger character later on, as you can kind of assume, based off yeah. of what we get here. But, yeah. All right. The next person I have on our list is the Terrigen Twins, who I did not write down their names. <laughs> um, There was no cocoon to this Terrigenesis. Which I thought was a weird change. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they could make up a reason for for why, right? Like they they had yeah. a, an actual chamber. Maybe the chamber cocooned them. Um, yeah, but I'm just like, if you are a person who watched Agents of Shield, and I'm sure like a majority of the people who watched Inhumans also were watching Agents Agents of Shield at the time. Uh huh. Why would you change like the one like? I've got to say that's like the most unifying iconic thing that Inhumans have is the cocoon <laughs> and then the exploding out of the cocoon. Or at least Oh yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it crumbling. Uh, I think uh Daisy Quake. was the only one who exploded out. <laughs> she's uh she's has quick powers and she's dramatic as f. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, cocoon is pretty iconic if you could say anything about the inhumans is iconic, so it's weird that they changed it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I again, they spent all of their CGI budget on the dog, uh, and and uh, butterfly wings. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they could either get cocoons or butterfly wings. Uh, what? They missed out having a cocoon and a girl coming out as a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> How more on the nose could you get? <laughs> uh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the boy gets fu- future seizures, so. Yep. Yeah. So, which I'm is sure definitely a useful power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seeing the future. Yeah. Um anything else for the Terrigen twins? Uh no, no. Nothing. Uh Yeah. yeah. Maximus uh, is very quick to uh use the that future site, but that's it. Yeah. Um one more person I want to talk about. Doesn't have a big role, but he has an interesting role. His name is Duodon. The Inhuman Projector. (laughs) Can he show anything? Only, like, life-threatening injuries? Parts of Marvel TV and movies? What what are the limits of his powers? (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering that, too. Because he just, like, showed everyone... What we in the audience see mm-hmm. was the first scene of this TV show. Um, so, you know, that means that he also showed things at different angles or uh, is he is he editing on the fly? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, we may never. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's like an inhuman DVR and he recorded the episode. And they just <laughs> rewounded the beginning so they can watch the beginning. <laughs> I mean, he gets a much smaller version of the Watcher's powers, is basically it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Because what we're learning from What If is that the Watcher also sees things in a cinematic way of mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, scenes but, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. but they um, he compresses like one, two, three, or four movies into a nice, complete thirty-minute package. Yeah, exactly. And this Inhuman, um, he only can do like one scene at a time. Yeah, so he's not. He's not as good as the Watcher, but he's he's up there. Yeah, yeah. Actually, also he's still useful. In the comics, the Watcher is on the moon. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> All right, Al. It's time to rate the episode. Ugh. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender, so we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? Al, how many moon rovers would you give this episode? (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, it was an intro thing. So it was one of those things like, hey, here's a bunch of info about all of these different characters. And they did at least start up the series with Maximus showing up. But like the CGI was... It's kind of just bad in a lot of mm-hmm. spots and the characters and pretty much every scene just really feels like they kind of fall flat and a lot of and a lot of the acting. And I feel like when I notice acting is bad, it's bad. Um, and again, I feel like the individual actors themselves are all probably really good. Um, but I, I kind of feel like maybe they just didn't have something to work off of. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with a two. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm actually thinking the same. I was going to give it like one and a half, but that one scene with Black Bolt killing his parents uh, <laughs> was just funny enough to put up another half point. So I'll go ahead too as well. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, uh, in that case, now that we've both given it our rating, let's close up the episode. So please join us next week. We will continue our rewind with episode two of The Inhumans those who would destroy us and in the meantime please remember to follow us on twitter we are at mcu underscore rewind and pretty pretty please give us a five-star rating on apple podcasts or your favorite podcast app this is the marvel cinematic rewind signing off have a marvelous day